When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cheers! Cheers! Yay! Hi, everybody. Uh, Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And this is a podcast about dating and shit. Yay! Thank you for being here. We love you deeply. Thank you for all your notes. Thank you for filling out our survey about our format going forward. I'm being so official as per usual, but we really appreciate it. We actually, our guest dater for tonight got food poisoning and is not able to be here. So we're very sad because we had kind of scheduled specifically to have a new dater for you to hear from, but we're still figuring out the long term. It seems like people want, you know, a long-term dater, but if you're new to the podcast, you're probably like, what's this bitch talking about? And basically, we have this this thing going where people go on dates and then they get into fucking relationships and then we need to start from scratch. We're basically Cupid and <laughs> uh, people fall in love because of us and I take all the credit um, and I want to go to everyone's weddings and yours. I love going to weddings. Um But yeah, so we're kind of scoping and talking to potential new daters right now. And in the meantime, we're bringing you lots of guest daters. We have a bunch of really fun guests coming up in the next several weeks, just to name a few. We are having back Savannah Engel, everyone's like favorite, one of everyone's favorite guests of all time, who's a lovely Southern lady from Mississippi who we got like really, really drunk with back in episode like 40 something, 41 or something like that. The beginning of drunk feminism. Yes, which, that was the the, you know. the the birth of drunk feminism. Um, so she'll be back on in the next couple of weeks. We're going to have our anonymous friend from 180. 80 days of dating back on so we're having like some repeat guests of favorites of all time so please do stick around and then uh in that sounded so fucking hosty please stick stick around and then um as we're as we're having those guests on we are talking to new long-term daters so we'll have updates on that soon yeah and you know spoiler alert if you're just joining they're, they're, the start of this podcast was about kind of following me and my sad, sad, always alone, single self trying to go on dates for the first time in my life, like actually go on a date a week. And I think that we're going to we're gonna try to have someone, maybe not do 51, but like really start doing that again because we know that or that seems to have resonated with the listeners. But if you're new and you want to go listen to that shit, go to the beginning. We may sound much more annoying or much better because we were just like not in our heads or were we more in our oh i think we were more in our heads (laughs) i think at the beginning i would i at least was like be funny make everyone like you and now i'm just like meh um not in a bad way i'm just feeling comfortable yeah we sometimes get too comfortable we just chat 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 but we're here we're we're talking about a really fun topic tonight we are going to talk about how to ask someone out kind of broadly we're gonna we're gonna get there we like to give a theme but i think we're genuinely going to get there tonight 
because we it's hard to know kind of how to ask someone out whether it's online or IRL or if you've had a crush on someone at work forever because it's work and there's HR how do you ask that person out I mean I think it's interesting I'm really bad at it so we'll be giving completely you know unqualified advice but that's totally fine because yeah I've like never done it so I'm gonna give it but I mean I feel like we I feel like an we're unofficial like date like holders of dating knowledge because we read so many so much listener mail and so many like posts um etc about dating I feel like I'm like a like we funneled a lot of dating knowledge into our heads to like regurgitate but uh, yeah I've never asked someone I that's a lie I've asked someone out but like yeah we've honestly talked about the podcast about us asking someone out I certainly asked people out online for yeah, the 51 first dates for sure I don't know but even have I like just walked up to someone in real life or been at a bar saying we should hang out sometime I don't know who knows I have when I'm so drunk it's sad but I've like because like when I'm drunk I've just got like infinite confidence it's sad that it takes this also like I'm working on having sober confidence and therapy etc but I mean like I've I've done the thing where you get drunky and go up and you're like hey so when are you gonna take me to dinner (laughs) it's fucking horrible I hate myself but it's I love it I you you're even when I'm drunk, I just, like, go into sad, lonely. Oh, God. Mood. I'm the worst. I hate drunk me. But we'll talk all about all of those things. Um, before well, that. Before that, we thought we'd bring up a topic that we are not about on this podcast, but sometimes we like to talk about because it is on the periphery. The goddamn Bachelorette. The reality <laughs> show. We hate ourselves for liking that there are one million other podcasts you could listen to, but that we brought up and then got some emails in about, and we never. Yes. We just are like getting to those today, so we were like, oh, we gotta, we gotta update, we gotta see for sure. And because we are not a Bachelorette podcast, we are time boxing this. We are going to talk about the Bachelorette for no more than five minutes. No more than five. Minutes. <laughs> we Kimmy and I talked about this before. We were like, okay, we can do five minutes on the Bachelorette. Uh, only because we are getting a lot of like emails and messages about it and it's in everyone's con- like it's in it's in the collective zeitgeisty subconscious right now so all right Liza it's time to start the five minutes I guess they've already started let's be real yes. we have four minutes so what are your thoughts and feelings as of now I have no idea what week it is but basically Hannah's gotten rid of a lot of dudes but she's still the toxic man Luke P who yes. we all hate who even if you haven't seen it is the toxic man stereotype you can picture and she so she's been she was like standing up for herself to him but she clearly really likes him and this week was another weird episode about her really liking him. I didn't watch this week. I just listened to podcasts Here's about it. Here's my fucking thing with Luke P. Guys, if you're listening to this podcast and you don't listen to The Bachelor, I'm so sorry. You can hit forward 15, like hit it 10 times and we'll be done with this, I promise. Yeah. Uh, but briefly, I feel like Luke P. Okay, so she basically did not give him a rose this week. So she, they went on a one-on-one and she didn't give him a rose. So he's kicked off. But in the like trailer for next week it's all about luke p again like it's like he wants to come back or something he's brooding like there's feelings like you know how they like to kind of like ruminate on these people i just feel like i mean look there's a lot of ways the bachelorette and the bachelor franchise are not 2019 a lot of ways a bajillion many and it is a reason i like hate myself for liking the franchise but i feel like this whole like it's I think it's been clear for a while that Hannah 
feels uncomfortable around Luke P, but has not been allowed to send him home. Like, this is where the the overproducing really gets to me. It's like, she this week on their one-on-one, she was trying to get him to talk about his feelings, which I was actually impressed by her really holding him to, like, I don't feel like I'm getting anything out of you. Like, I've had that conversation with a man where I'm like, I don't think you're ever open with me. Like, I just don't see any realness. Um, and she has that conversation with him. There's, like, definitely a wall up yada 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 eventually he goes home but like the show is harping on this toxic bullshit so much for plot points and there's other like hot good weird funny dudes there tyler c tyler c who went to college with my brother no way are you not at the same time but he went to wake and like has his mba he's just a fucking catch and he was running he had a post up. I follow him on Instagram. I follow one person from this season of Bachelor. It's him because he's so hot. And he was, he posted like some run for charity at 6.30 p.m. tonight in Central Park. I was almost <gasps> going to like post it in our secret Facebook group, which you should join. And be like, girls, girls, go and let us know. Who's around? I don't know. But, uh. but okay, so I didn't see this week's, and it was like a weird half episode, right? It was, was like a short episode. I honestly don't even know because I was reading articles on my phone the whole time because I can't with the Oh, sorry guys, that's our sushi. Yeah, so I didn't even really like I was half ass watching the episode because about 10 minutes in, I was like, "Oh, great. This is going to be all about fucking Luke P and his bullshit." Um, so I like don't even know. Like I was cruising shit on my phone. I was on Instagram and reading articles and like not really fully focused. It was just kind of on. But, like, I really think, I mean, there's there's a million ways this franchise needs to change. But I was like, okay, one or two episodes focus on this guy's toxic bullshit, fine. But it's gotten to the point where there have been, like, five episodes this season. And, like, including next week as the sixth episode. Like, four of them have been mostly focused on Luke P and his bullshit. Yeah, it's a bad look for, like, excellent producers. So there must be some reason there must be some payoff for the audience and I again didn't see this week but I saw last week's and I'm not convinced it's the producers keeping him there Hmm. I feel like it was reminding me of being in I've never been in like a truly toxic relationship the way I've had family and friends who have been in you know deeply abusive and difficult relationships but like the toxicity of like being in something and you want to like you there's something about that person especially they haven't fucked they like had such chemistry at the beginning they were yeah massages you but just like the thing of like i can't get him to do what i want it reminded me a lot she went to the producers on the last episode that i saw and was like how do i get him to can you help me get him to understand i just want him to say talk about his feelings and they're like you have to get him to do that that was this week i think that was the most recent episode oh Wait. no there was one this week fuck am i an episode behind or they're like they're like the same because i haven't seen this week that happened this week though they probably put it into this gotcha week, I, think this week was a ha- I don't know either Did way the one you're talking about happened on like the cliffs in scotland yeah, but it was at the end of the episode that this happened with the producers and so they like gotcha okay gotcha gotcha, gotcha anyway Super unimportant, especially for those of you who are like, when is this going to end? Yeah, we went way over four minutes, but I'm going to No, we haven't. I've been watching. That, oh, we haven't? No, we're okay. We've got like 30 seconds. Okay, all right. So my thought (laughs) from that was just like, ooh, this reminds me of when I'm like, why can't I get this dude I'm like in a half relationship with to do the thing that I want? Yeah. If I had producers there, are you there? You, like, why? What? It's like, no, 
some people are just not going to give you what you want. It was very, she's young. They're 24. They're both 24, I think. Yeah. It's really interesting. It reminds me of a lot of young people in their 20s and how they date and like, you want this thing for X, Y, Z reasons totally. and it's not making any sense. And the idea that you can't, you just can't change someone or if you feel that you need to change someone, like it's probably not the right thing. Like we all make, can make each other better by dating each mm-hmm. other, you know? Like we all, like in theory, you should bring out the best in your person and vice versa. And like in theory, you should naturally blossom, etc. But you shouldn't significantly need to change someone. It's like fucking Maya Angelou, Angelo, fuck, I always fuck up the pronunciation of her name, said, when someone tells you who they are, believe them the first time. Or something. I'm probably misquoting. But that's how I feel about Luke P. Like, he's not deeper than he seems. I love that we just went full basic white bitch and applied my angel. I mean, to The Bachelorette. To the that's bachelorette. a lot. Also, I like that when we time box ourselves, we just talked faster. Like, I think we both just yeah. talked twice as fast we're, as we We're know. just like, people are like, did we press one and a half times speed on we're our, like, our thing? Thoughts. Okay, something you said just reminded me of something else I wanted to bring up. Mm-hmm. Just in terms of like, I don't know, just like women met I something you said triggered this so someone posted in our group a really thoughtful post about our last two episodes go our episode with matchmaker Maria yes who was great and wonderful and she also you know is like a very traditional matchmaker who talked about bettering oneself and especially I feel like her business focuses on like a lot of single men and finding women for them And Isabel in our group posted, hearing matchmaker Maria talk on the pod about bettering yourself to find a partner made me think of this tweet. Of course, Maria's advice is solid. Everyone should try to improve themselves, but it seems like sometimes that advice can be skewed towards women while men get a pass. Thoughts? And to be clear, matchmaker Maria wasn't doing this, but just broadly. Like, I'll read the tweet and you'll see what I mean. Uh, And this tweet is from Julia Claire, at OJuliaTweets. I feel like we should totally shout her out maybe she'll come on the podcast uh women's dating advice go to therapy go to the gym fix your problems fix your self-esteem learn a new skill devote countless hours of becoming the best version of you no one can love you if you don't love yourself men's dating advice you were born so you deserve a woman which is oh so relatable but i think the broader thought of like we talk about therapy we talk about bettering yourself i am still bettering myself i think that i you know, needed all the time to better myself to be in any kind of healthy relationship as I'm in now, which still has its issues. Like, I just think that I believe in that so much that you need to better yourself and go to therapy. You don't need to go to therapy, but it's nice. But it's true. It's applied to women 2,800 times more than it is to Completely. Men. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tricky because just like our lovely poster listener slash person who I posted this um said you know like it's all good advice like we do all want to be you know mostly taking care of ourselves and not I think especially as it relates to dating like not relying on another person to be the like to fill the holes that everyone naturally has inside them that sounded like weird or sexual I didn't mean it that way but like oh yeah filling all <laughs> you know like I, I feel like in early relationships I had the person was there to like negate insecurities that I had I wasn't self-aware enough about it then to realize that but it was about like this person makes me feel xyz which cancels out the these negatives ne- negative ideas I have about myself mm-hmm. and really like 
the work that I think everyone should be doing, everyone including men, women, people who identify differently, uh, is like to make yourself feel like like the holes that you have are at least like you're very aware of their dimensions and shapes. Like they don't need to be filled because you know where they are. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's tricky because I don't think – I think it's way less acceptable for men to – seek out help and to seek out like self-awareness self-care take time for themselves go to therapy like spend time you know thinking about their feelings like that's less of a fucking thing which is like in and of itself a problem um but that also because it's not cool for them like unduly puts the burden on women yeah and i feel like just yeah women are like the marketing target of all of this yes it's interesting because zooming out a little bit and just thinking of like I guess zooming in a little bit to my own experiences but even being in like this first serious adult relationship I still I've been in like a funk lately and I like it's been noticed by my boyfriend and I've noticed it in myself just like I'm transitioning back to living in New York working it's just like I can't put my finger on it I don't know like this springtime is tricky because it's like Mother's Day and the anniversary of my mom's death and we don't have to go down this path but basically I've been in a funk and I've realized like I don't know so much of what I used to like do to kind of fulfill this tweets things like do better yourself like was with the goal of like because if you're then in a relationship you'll have the support system and those feelings won't exist which is super ignorant but like those relation those feelings still exist in a relationship and it's hard. I don't know. It's hard. I still want to better myself. Like, I just, I'm not being super clear, but something about this tweet also reminds me that, like, you should be doing all this shit anyways. It's not just, like, the way society yeah. normally prescribes it so that you can find love. Totally. Like, you're, like, a lot of people find love without bettering themselves. Hence the fucking Bachelorette. Like, let's loop it yeah. in. Like, Luke P has not bettered himself. God came to him in the shower. He's, yeah, he's that guy. Okay. I'm going over the time limit. We're back. We're back. But I just, I think it's a great point. And I do think, yeah, a lot of that advice is unduly weighed towards women the same way that, like, even the way we get ourselves ready for a date, even the way we on apps probably, again, speaking super heteronormatively, but, like, stereotypically straight females are going to be looking at apps and kind of like, ooh, did I do something wrong? Even if they're just messaging someone and it stops. Whereas men are literally like, want to fuck? Like, the messages where we get screenshots of in the Facebook group and in emails are wild. It's upsetting. Men just literally do what they want on the app. Well, it's crazy because I think it's one of those things, and this tweet speaks to this, where we're expected – we're kind of treated as though the correct way of doing things – the correct way of doing things, I think, is the, is the female way of, like, we are – like like most women I know do tend to like constantly be in like a conversation with themselves about how they can be better, how they can Mm -hmm. adjust, how they can be more like um, sensitive and adept to other people around them. And sometimes that gets like people talk about that like it's negative when really I think that like that idea that that's a negative um, process is sexist. Like, mm-hmm. I think men are doing it wrong and we're doing it right. Like, I want to always try to be kinder and more sensitive and more open to the people around me. And, like, I do want to be in conversation with myself and with my therapist about, like, ways in which to do that. 
Like that's what makes me feel like a good person. And the idea that we have to be like hard and I don't know, those ideas like really bother me. Like I want, I want men to see that they should come over to our side a little bit more Mm -hmm. rather than us trying to act like men more. I feel this way at work all the time and in email writing when I'm like, I think it's nice to send an email that has soft language. Like I think that benefits everyone. And the idea that we don't do that is like conforming to this shitty masculine ideal. I know. Whatever. This is my. (laughs) No, I feel that way being back in, in working in my internship and it's, I also appreciate certain things about acting more, you know, stereotypically masculine in terms of I have found myself qualifying. This is literally why I've been down. I've been like, I felt a little bit like if anyone from work is out there listening, it's been really interesting work. It's really high level stuff. It's really, I've been a little intimidated at times, but I also know that I'm qualified to like have these opinions and that they hired me for a reason. And I've been qualifying like none other. Like, the I'm sorry's in different forms of, like, when I'm presenting. It's just, like, I don't know. Yeah. It's coming, like, I feel like it's a really good exercise to practice getting out of that. But it's the same way I qualified in dating. It's the same way I qualified in, you know, with the bodega man. Or, like, hearing a piece of advice and taking it so seriously. I need to better myself if I'm going to find love. There are tons of men who have found love who did not better themselves. Totally. And I would argue that's why so many relationships are unhealthy. I think there's a lot of people who are out there dating without doing, like, work on themselves. And, like, look, I do a lot of work on myself. Like, I'm really lucky to to be with someone who is very introspective and, like, very open to change and, like, very, like, emotionally intuitive. And our relationship isn't fucking perfect. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not mm. saying, like, that this is the key to a perfect relationship, but I think it's the key to like, like I do think our relationship is healthy, you know, and that's, and I've had like a, all of my relationships before this have not been healthy because I like had not done the work on myself, you know, like I was seeking that work like from the relationship, which I think is a thing that happens a lot. Yeah, I think so. And like, I just want to acknowledge because we know that like therapy is expensive and it's a full privilege and I actually haven't even been going because I'm, you know, student debt world, but there are sliding scales, et cetera. It's actually very sweet. Many of you have asked for our therapist recommendation. We just like literally can't because she can't. Like it's just impossible. It's for, too like, conflict of interest, yeah. sadly. Sadly. But like she was upset that we, when she found out we were friends, you know? <laughs> like, but that said, we both found her when we were young and could afford her, you know? Yeah. And I, there, are, there are ways. I will also say when I didn't have insurance and when I was broke as fuck – I saw a couple of student therapists. Yeah. And you should check your city, et cetera. Uh, In New York, I went to a place called PPSC. And I do not remember what the acronym stands for. But if you, like, please. (laughs) PP in Southern California. Like something. It was like psychoanalysis something, school something. That's not what it was. If If you can't find PPSC in New York, you can Instagram message us or whatever. And I will point you in the right direction. But, you know. Basically, it was pay what you can, and I saw a really great therapist for, like, a year and a half. There are ways to do this. And also, if therapy's not your thing, like, fucking journal, meditate. Like there, you know what I mean? Like, there's so many there's so many podcasts and apps and whatever. So, like, that, there are lots of free and cheap ways to kind yeah. of just work on being a little bit more, like, in touch with yourself. And, like, what makes you feel good? I've been, like, I made myself go to yoga again because I was feeling just, like, butt about – I mean, not to get into all of this, but like about my body, about 
be, I don't know, being in school again, like being back in New York. I just, I, but I feel better when I go to yoga. So I like made the time yeah. and I felt better every day that I've gone. Yeah. It's wild. Like that's my thing. Like whatever makes you happy or if it's spending time with friends or spending time alone with Netflix or The Bachelorette. Or if it's like drinking beer in the shower. I don't yeah. know. Like, it does, it's it's whatever fancy. your brand is. I love to drink. Is. Like I, a, a beer in the shower will really turn around a bad day for me at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also, okay, this is like a little bit of a loose connection, but I'm going to make it. Mm-hmm. So based on this original tweet, this like, you know, women do all these things, men, you're born, so you get a thing. Um, I read this article a couple weeks ago that I think probably a lot of you read or have seen posted. I'll repost it in the secret Facebook group, but it's, uh, it was an op-ed in the New York Times called Smash the Wellness Industry. I 100% saw this, but didn't read it. Yes. Okay. I just feel like it's, I've never recommend, recommended something like this in this podcast. I just feel like it's required reading for any woman who's alive. <laughs> like, Sorry. Just, yeah. Yeah. My very dear darling friend. Haley recommended it texted it to me on like a group thread with a bunch of our lady friends and we all proceeded to have like a couple day long group thread conversation Mm. about it um it's incredibly powerful but it's about the idea that you need to change your body and that wellness can take on this like very negative basically wellness quote-unquote wellness has become a synonym for weight loss and the idea that wellness is about being the thinnest version of yourself. And if you're not doing it at a 10 all the time, then you're failing somehow. And I think it plays into this idea of like, I, I, the only reason I bring it up is that like, I think it plays into what we were just talking about, about like mm-hmm. self-care can be whatever it needs to be for you. And if self-care is something that is not like wellness approved, like that's okay. I'm not saying like- yeah go out and like do hard drugs i'm saying like you know be good to yourself if sometimes you want to have a grilled cheese and like watch a movie in your underwear like you don't need to or like if a week's really long like i have had a really long week this week with a lot of plans and i haven't been able to exercise at all i just have like needed the sleep more than i've wanted to like get up at 6 30 and exercise which is what i've been trying to do before work and i was just like this week I was just like, yeah, that's me taking care of myself more. It's like sleeping, mm-hmm. going to my social events and then sleeping until 8 the next morning instead yeah. of waking up at 6.30. Like that's what feels good. And I think it applies to dating too in a way of just like yeah. it's all about just like actually doing what feels good. Like taking care of yourself is – it does not have to be perfect. Like the idea of it, the potential that it can be perfect in and of itself – is putting this like insane pressure like mm-hmm. it, that's causing stress and like taking care of yourself should be something that relieves stress and doesn't cause stress kind of reminds me of how we're like like I swear by just because I wasn't like this before going on dates if you if you're looking for a relationship if you're at that point but also there's a point where there's burnout like early dates I kind of took everything personally like there, there's a lot I feel like that comes up when we chat with you guys and when we chat with each other about like oh yeah no like going on 50 fucking dates is not for everyone but I think like there's this really fine line between taking care of yourself so like the same way you can be interested in wellness and like it's definitely a good thing you could be interested in on challenging yourself to go on more dates and it's a good thing but also just taking those moments to take care of yourself 
again, having trouble translating this, but it makes so much sense totally. in my head. Well, Just... finding the right balance of like pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone, mm-hmm. but not in a way that's detrimental to your well-being. Yes. Because it reminds me of like sometimes when I get into the LA, and like not in LA. In LA, I've only gained weight because there are taco trucks and I drive everywhere and business school. But broadly, like the LA vibe of like health, like so many of those alleys, like you have to remember it's an industry. So like the same way, I guess we should remember that dating is also an industry in a way with apps, but it feels less commoditized in terms of like or transactional um yeah but with wellness it feels like it's so nice to follow these amazing people who are so healthy and doing their whole lives and sometimes it's like just a lot of money you have to spend and it's sometimes like you and I both dealt with eating disorder issues like it just feels like another way I could manifest that yeah if it's I really wanted you, to constantly selling you the idea that you should be like your body should look different than it currently looks I'm really working in life, like in life and in therapy on embracing that like my body looks the way it looks. It's a reflection of like the life I'm living and mm-hmm. I like it and it's fine. It's healthy and it takes me places, you know, like, like, it, you know, like it, it's very my whole life. I've thought that I should be skinnier than I am, even mm-hmm. when I was like obsessing over every calorie, like had lost a ton of weight. Like even in those moments, it was always about like lessening, whatever. This isn't dating related. But I just think no, I'm going to post though. this article in the secret Facebook group. I urge you to read it. It really was very like eye-opening for me. It was like I came here to Liza's apartment and I was like even beating myself up for like eating ramen last night. I just did more yoga than I have in a lot of weeks, but I've just been struggling with my body again and like it was so nice to just hear you be like zoom me out of it. Take me out of it. It's, I'm really working on it. And something else this article talks about is like a Bechdel test for a new Ooh. Bechdel test for women about <laughs> hanging out together and not talking about our bodies, our weights, our diets, what we're like, what we're currently not eating, what we're trying to do, like how bad we've been this week, how good we've been this week, like anything about that. Like I'm trying personally to free up that brain space for better shit. Mm-hmm. And like, that's just like my personal mission and goal and vendetta. So like, Sorry if I'm being like a lot and this isn't totally dating related, but I feel like this is the platform I have. And it's it's just even in the last couple of weeks of me trying to shift my thinking, I've felt so much better and more positive and I want to like fucking shout it from the rooftop. So this is like my version of doing that a little bit. Yeah. Well, I like it because I do think there's a version of, I told myself the same story about being single and dating that I told myself about my body. I didn't always connect them. I wasn't like, it's because I'm it. But they were the same way of like, I've told myself a story. I can point to the fucking evidence, the years of, like, failed half relationships. But until, like, I started just, like, for dating, it was going on dates and, like, rigorously practicing, like, talking with you and thinking about them and, like, taking them less seriously. Or for this, it could be, like, going on, going throughout your day or your conversations with female friends and not bringing this up about being bad or good. Like, putting something into practice. I know I'm just always shouting out our, our 51 first dates, but I do think there's something to, like, committing to well, that I also think that there's something to embracing the idea that we don't have to be different than we currently are yeah. and that's the thing about just jumping into dates is like yeah. you have everything you need like bring who you are it's great and the right person will see how great it is and like it's scary and it's vulnerable and it's horrible and like obviously I'm simplifying it and it can be a lot more complicated for a lot of different reasons yes. and like we all wow. carry our baggage and we all carry our wounds that we have from fucking other relationships and our childhoods and yada 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 but like wherever you're currently at like I think it's the right time to start dating or to go on dates yeah 
Especially if you're, that's what you're looking for. Yeah, yeah. We, I feel like we've seen so many posts of like, even like, and it, I relate to this, like getting attached after a first date, not to necessarily the person, but the idea of like, well, that didn't work out. It's hard to go on the second one. Totally. I think going on dates is like very brave. <laughs> like, I think it's totally scary. Like, I think meeting a stranger at a bar, like I just, I don't know. I was very proud of myself doing it and I hate to be I was like I would still be doing it if things didn't happen the way they did and I could be doing it very soon again no I don't, that's so <laughs> ominous. I don't feel that way but I think the only reason I ended up with someone who I feel so strongly about is because like I went on enough dates even at you know 13 spoiler to feel like I was stopping I was stopping taking each date as like let's see what that says about me and more just like going in as myself some version of myself because I had to get there yeah and then I found someone who was actually cool with that and someone who was cool being himself because men have it fucking easy back to the tweet he was just always himself on dates I love dates yeah but actually I don't think that's as common as you would think I really don't I think that a lot of times when men go on to dates yeah it seems like they're being totally real and bringing themselves and whatever but they're also presenting a version of themselves they've been told is attractive successful confident like yeah this that the other thing whatever and like just like across the board everyone is most attractive when they're most genuine like it's not rocket science you know like no and that's why you know, date thirteen was attractive and appealing. Was that he was himself? Oh yeah. Wait, his name's Tony. His name's Tony. He's been on the fucking podcast. Yeah, he's I don't been know on the podcast. Day 13. No, I, I too for so long. I was like date thirteen. Yeah. Um. Well, let's take a quick ad break, and then we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about how to ask someone out. And welcome back. That was a lovely break. <laughs> it was great. We ate some sushi. We did. Um. And now we're gonna talk about. How to ask people on dates? How, yeah. how to ask people out? Look at how my transitions. You know, we we said we talk about it, and then we got derailed by you know many things like feelings, feelings, bodies, the Bachelorette, <laughs> all everything, reading, life, life, uh, sushi, sushi, and now we're we're back. But I think this has come up obviously before we've talked about it. We don't have to talk about our lack of asking people out, but you know, it's very empowering. Even when I start asking people on dates, it's empowering. But I think, like, a lot of times we get questions around this, and I feel like there are tangible answers. And we got a really excellent pseudo question in our Facebook group that I wanted to bring up because I was just obsessed with it from Samantha. She said, well, let me start at the beginning. So basically, this was her first post. Just want to share with the group that I bought tickets to two shows, one this coming Saturday night and one next Saturday night, and challenged my fi- myself to find a date for each one. This is wildly unlike me. Smiley face. It's a cute smiley face, though. I'm looking at it from <laughs> afar. So I like it. Um, I was obsessed with this. I, yeah. mean, I was like, tell us about it. You want to come on the podcast? <laughs> I love this. Because one, I feel like any event date is always tricky for a first date. And two, like... I really just mostly admire how it was like, I have these two things. Mm-hmm. I want to go to them myself anyway. And I'm going to challenge myself to ask for my my plus one to be a date because yeah. I'm into dating right now. Because you fuck could yeah. totally, yeah. I just like that it was like concrete and like bold and fucking, we, Samantha, tell us how you asked out your first concert date because that, she had double, you know, her first success. Yes. So then, fast forward, she updated us. 
Update. The date last weekend went very well, and plans for a second date are in the works. I want to ask him to be my plus one to this weekend's show, but I don't know how to explain why I bought tickets to yet another event without knowing who was coming with me, especially since this weekend's event is a solar, sorry, So Far Sounds concert, which is a concert where you don't know who the artist will be until you show up. So I can't exactly say it's my favorite band who I didn't want to miss. I worry that being completely honest about my challenge, quote-unquote challenge, will be a little offensive to him because I'll make it seem like I only went out with him initially because I needed a date. Any advice? So while this isn't exactly how do I ask him out, it's like how do I like honestly tell him that I – how do I ask him out for a second date to this concert? So what I gathered in between is that he went – she asked him out or maybe he asked her out. We – Samantha, we need the details. But the first concert was a success, Mm -hmm. which is also like if someone can go to a concert with you on a first date, like – that's good. Good vibes. Good vibes. Yeah. And then now, you know, I totally relate to that because I feel like I've been like, oh, I have two tickets to this thing because I'm obsessed with this person. You know? Yeah. But you can't do that if it's like literally a concert, from what I understand, that the artists are announced last minute. So it's just like a concert general. Yes. So there's well, a, yeah. here's my thing. Okay. Tell me if you would do this as someone with more experience dating. Could you just be like... Hey, I have tickets to this. Do you want to come with me? Without any explanation. Without just like, like I have these tickets. No pressure. A hundred percent in like logic world, yes. But I would never. Yeah. That's the you thing know? is that I would I think actually like, of never. Of course, that sounds doable. But like, I probably wouldn't either. I think sometimes, and I would love to know how Samantha like first brought up the first date for a concert. Because I think it's kind of a tough one too. Unless you grab drinks, you're not necessarily going to be on the same page about like, how into the concert you want to be, if you're talking, what you're yeah. learning about each other. But then maybe all these bullshit questions we ask sitting face-to-face on a first date are not worth it. Like, yeah. maybe just go see if you enjoy the same shit. You know, go to a concert. Anyway, I think my thought is, like, event, anything, even when I was dating someone, seeing someone, quote-unquote, like, I was so scared to ever have an event because it, like, especially because you usually have tickets in advance. Otherwise, this is a week out, so it's not wild. Yeah. But, like, you usually – it's, like, I'm assuming we'll still be hanging out, which was my own woman problem. I was, like, so deeply afraid of rejection or anything resembling it. But there were dudes, like, the same guys I wanted to ask, like, will you ever like me? <laughs> like, I like you. Yeah. Instead of doing that, like, sometimes later, like, a few months into dating, I'd, like – Throughout this thing that was a little in the future. Yeah. Actually, I wouldn't. I would always chicken out. But I feel like I did it a couple times. Or, like, I'd be like, here's this New Yorker article <laughs> about, like, this person coming to town. And then, oh, do you want to go? And it's like, okay, we're, like, hanging out again. Yeah, like, there's, I like, this preamble just... of, like, we got to lay the foundation and then we got to do the thing. And Yeah, I totally get it. I mean, I think that, like, you know, and and our, our dear friend Sarah replied this to this um post yes, with friend this of advice the Sarah Winter but I think it could also just be as simple as like oh hey I'm going to this thing tonight and like my friend canceling me do you want to go no pressure yeah you know yeah if you if you feel the need to do the casual thing which I totally would um I think that works yeah I don't so, know I think yeah. that's an acceptable white lie because Sarah was kind of like she added on like I had such a fun time with you last weekend I thought maybe you'd want to come I think that's a fully acceptable white lie, yeah. and you already have the the precursor. Not precursor. You ha- you have the history of going to one concert together. Totally. And also, what a fucking like fucking clap for this! Like just asking someone out to the thing you want to do. I just I'm 
I'm probably sounding patronizing and trying to express how much I love this, but, like, I just feel like Samantha's dating with, like, herself in mind first, but also a very huge openness to meeting someone else. So she wanted to go to these concerts anyway. She's putting some, like, not because of society. I don't know. I don't want to put words in her mouth, but it feels like she's, like, I want a person to go on dates with as well, but I want to do this thing, and I'm doing them both together, which I really like. Totally. And they also feel like, I don't know, just ask, like, doing the thing, whether, the it's so silly, but the wording, like, this all does matter. What you said and what Sarah said, like, I think it's also totally fine to not just want to be a bold woman or man and just say it outright. It's okay to be, like, want to, like, caveat it Totally. But I also think you can, like, feel free to caveat it a little. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I think you can just be like, oh, a friend was going with me, but she can't now. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Without being so, like... I don't think you have to be like, oh, we had such a good, you know, I don't think you have to add so many layers. Like, I kind of think the more, the more you treat something like it's normal, the more people will think it's normal. Yeah. And back to our heteronormative men, woman comparisons, like the men are just asking you out. Yeah. I've got asked out. I got, I, I don't know. Concerts are weird. I feel like people caveat them. Totally. Weird amounts. I don't know why. Maybe it depends well, on the artist. Get it. it. I mean, romantic? also, it's like it can be hard to hang out at a concert because you're not yeah. really able to ask each other too many questions or like, you know what I mean? Like it, it is very that it would give me social anxiety to go on a date to a concert. Yeah. An a early date. A first through like fourth date at a concert would give me anxiety. But I also am like a mess. I and concerts stress me out in general. I don't think I did any concerts. Yeah, I, that would have been fun. Yeah. Uh, our next dater will make will force the yeah, one concert everyone else tickets is to something. It. Yeah. Um Damn. okay, so let's broaden this a little bit. Wait, should we tell the story about Sarah who gave the advice? Oh yeah. She you will tell this better than oh I Oh my god. Do. Sarah, okay. a friend of the pod has been on, but she Okay, it's a, a it's it's a story. It's a story. Okay. So she and I didn't even get the full resolution to this, but we'll get there. She un- very unfortunately and very upsettingly had her apartment broken into. My old apartment. Yeah, Kim's oh, apartment we were where we used to where record. We used to record. It is a nice apartment. It should not have been broken into. It at was like upsetting. Four thirty p.m. Like, yeah, it's and a safe neighbor. It's wild. The person who broke in took some cash, and it could have been worse. And she was safe, and everyone's okay. But it was still really upsetting. Yes. But they caught the guy, which like never happens in New York. Like people's apartment apartments get broken into all the time, and like I feel like I've never heard of anyone getting caught. So that was a, a big deal. And but she had to go to court to testify uh, about this guy. And she had like a really cute DA. Like the the guy, the prosecutor was we like adorable. So, oh my god, really? Private Instagram, but oh, we found him. Okay, so basically, uh, Sarah was like, he's cute. She had to go two days, so she was like, the first day she came back, she's like, he's really cute, blah blah blah. And the next day, she went back, and we were like, you have to ask her, ask him out. Yeah, and it was gonna be her birthday. We were like, you have to yeah. ask him out. Like, she's like, how guys help me craft how I ask him out. Because an IRL ask out. Yes. God damn, I hate myself for saying IRL, but like, it's so, it's the most dramatic way. I, I don't know. It's so scary. I, yes. And like in a courtroom and sober, like it's. And like a man in a suit. And you're probably not supposed to express interest in each other. He's definitely not supposed to express interest yes, in her. Yes, for sure. But yeah, I did not envy this position, but I admired her want to do it. Yes, to ask completely. And I think, Liza, I think you should share your advice for how to ask him. Okay. So my advice, which is something that I can say and I definitely would never, ever, ever have the balls to do, but I was like, okay, think 
I told Sarah that I, I thought she should go up to him at the end of the day, like towards the end of it all, and be like, so is it unethical for me to ask you out? That's the line. Oh, yeah. Because then you're like, you're, sh- you're nodding to it all. Totally. You're like, A, he can just say, unfortunately, yes, it is. Like, it's, it, you're setting yourself up for like an easy rejection. If he's like, I'm so sorry, like it is unethical. You're like, well, yeah. that's a really bummer. You're missing out. Wink, wink, wink. This is, yeah, this is like out of a 90s sitcom. Like, I'm, I'm like, is this on Friends? Like, because it's such a line. But if he says no, or I said no, here's what I said. Is it unethical for me, to, get a drink. For me to ask you, or for, for me to ask you out for a drink or something? Yes. Fuck, I can't remember. You said, something like that. It was more like that because it I was less in our text terrifying. conversation. Yeah. I feel like it was like, well, either way, I like the setup. I think we were like struggling around like, what's your favorite bar? We were, I was coming up with a lot of ways that would not get you on a date at all. Would get you into a conversation and kind of wait for the man to ask you out who probably can't. But you have a good one. Did you find it? This is the wording I used. So, dot, dot, dot. Is it unethical for me to ask you to get a drink with me? Ooh. Yeah. I don't know if that's it, like. Yeah. Is it unethical? if we grab a drink you could do too but no I like that I'm beating around the bush and you are just going for that that DA bush yeah going straight for it <laughs> like I wonder if he has a bushy head <laughs> no he was very like New York it but was very... then like she didn't end up asking him I think I know which is okay it's okay I wouldn't have done it anyway same it, like it takes a lot of balls but I think that this this opens up a broader question okay so I yes. I feel like I'm gonna make a, a chart a graph a visual 3D uh, I wish we had an infographic right now. Close, I'll make your, one close your eyes and picture an infographic. I feel like there's three scenarios of asking someone out in 2019. Mm-hmm. One, online, broadly. I'm doing the broadest yes. categories. Yep. Two, in person, you don't know them. Mm-hmm. Three, in person, you know them. 100%. And I guess a subcategory, I mean, I guess there's the like someone you know, you could ask them out via text or whatever that's okay that, that's that. an unnecessary because okay. it's still someone you know already i think totally. it's more about your relationship to the person totally one online two stranger in the wild three a person you already know and there are different time caps on all of these things so whereas i think when online dating started people were like it was supposed to make it easier to just like contact people and get on a date but like now you feel like you have them it depends on the app but yes. you have them in your queue for a little bit in real life, in the wild, which we've talked about recently, but you have them maybe for a finite period of time if you meet them. Yes. Like, it's totally when the triggers for me are like, rom-coms, that's it. Yes. Like, you know. Totally. It's really easy. It used to be really easy for me to get lost in that. Like, yeah. even like meeting through someone through a friend, but they're in town for a few days. They'd be like, oh my God. Yes. This is a romance. Three, you have indefinite time. If, yeah. Unless like, like, if you really know them and they're maybe a friend or mm-hmm. you can put that off forever so yes. there are also three different timelines around and those. i have <laughs> like i am the queen of Liza falling has. deeply into like insane romantic love stories with friends that i'm the only person writing that love story it's not it's not a real love story but you don't ever know till you know i know and i like, think i think it's too late because yeah, I mean, I think for some of them, I know some of them are married now. Some of them are married. <laughs> You're in a very serious The ship has sailed. Some of them are, are gay and never wanted to date me at all. I mean, more than one of them. It's This I, has been happening to me since fucking 
like freshman year of no, high school. I don't mean to sound like a dick about it because no, this happens to me, but sometimes I like get the like hookup part and then it's over and it's even more devastating because I like was like, they really like me. It's, yeah. It's happening. No, it is a challenge. Like number a three challenge. is the only category I feel qualified to talk about. And even then, like I've never done it. But let's Should just start out online. Okay. Let's just do like rapid fire how like how you would go about each of these categories. So like number one, you're asking someone out online. I've we said are, it, yeah. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Um I would try to start with like asking them a question as we've talked about with opening the lines on Bumble. Whatever. I love the fuck, Mary kill. Oh, my God. Late. That was yes, great. Yes, totally. Uh, I used to do pizza or tacos. I think it's tired now. Uh, but actually getting on the date, my tired but true one is I li- – and I – but it was really real for me. Yeah, the true part, Kimmy. Yeah. Was saying, you know, I hate these apps or, like, I hate the back and forth. Do you want to just grab a drink? I, I asked a yes. lot of people out like that because sometimes it was like, I need to go on a date for the podcast, yeah. which I never said. I remember there was one time it was really like exploiting the apps and I was like, hey, like I just forcing this guy to get a drink with me that night. And he was like, I am new to the apps. I don't really understand. Like, do you just want to fuck or something? And I was like, oh my God, no. <laughs> but he, he was being very sweet. Just like, I can't do tonight. Like, this is a lot. And so I realized like, oh my God, I'm that yeah. awful guy who's seeming so totally. aggressive. But I'm not being rapid. If I'm being rapid, it's like, I think it's totally fine to acknowledge like, hey, like these apps are kind of whack. Don't say it like that ever. Oh my gosh. But just, hey, I don't love being on the apps. Do you want to grab a drink sometime this week and meet in person? Something like that. I think that's perfect. And I think the the sometime this week is like key. Oh yeah. Because you're giving them flexibility, but you're also saying like, let's just do it now. Like, Like, it's not like let's, meet up tonight but it's like I don't want to like back and forth about timing either you know like yeah. let's just do this like we're talking we liked each other we swiped right on each other like let's you know yeah I mean because like I'd love to see you sometime the old school line I'm thinking from every movie like I'd love to see you again sometime yeah that doesn't work on apps because like you do you're not hanging out totally. like there you must be clear about yeah the timeline in some way, shape, or totally. form. And it's so easy to get lost in, like, other chats or chatting with other people. Mm-hmm. Like, it's easy to get caught up in, like, a bunch of conversations and not actually have anything concrete. I feel like it's such a good thing to be like, let's get a drink. Like, you know, say it's Monday when you're having this conversation, just being like, hey, are you around on Wednesday? Let's get a drink. Yeah. I, like, the specific day is helpful. Totally. Wait, and, like, so how a couple days it? out. Sorry. I mean, basically the same. I feel like it would be, exactly like you said, a cute opener that draws people uh, – that. Includes a question that draws people out, gets them talking. Mm-hmm. Pizza or tacos, Mary fuck kill, like, would you rather, like, a something like that. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, couple back and forths, like, hey, I'm, do you want to go, do you want to get a drink on Thursday? Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, it's simple. like, with online, it's not really a huge, it's just totally. like getting up the boss sends a text. Totally. And then even if they fucking unmatch you, and like, which they're not going to do, they're already investing time in talking. They wouldn't some be people, replying some to you. do, it yeah. seems, from the, I feel like it's wild, some of the things we hear. But yeah. anyway. It would hurt if you've had two back and forth. Totally. They were probably and cheating then they're on their just wife. like anonymous. It's an anonymous person on the internet, whatever. I think, okay, like number two is the trickier category. That's like you're at a bar, you're at the whatever. You strike up a conversation with someone. You didn't get my poop joke. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> number two Hello. is the tricky. Oh, it was so bad. Oh, I had oh. to do it. I had to do it. 
Um, sorry. No, derailed. it's all good. Derailed uh, it, Liza. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like. Yeah. Okay. Meeting someone in the wild. First of all, it's socially strange to like ask people out totally. in a certain way. Like we've we've not looked at a statistic around this, but we've gathered it from so many guests yeah. and people. Like I do feel like in articles, I feel like people don't ask each other out as much drunk at a bar even yes. anymore because they're like, I don't need to get their number. Like I'm swiping away. And I mean, I was with a room. friend who had like a nice conversation with a guy at a bar, like at, in a group. Um, she was at the bar getting drinks. There was a group of guys there. She had a nice conversation with a guy, went back and got a drink a little bit later. They like continued to have a nice conversation and he was very cute. And at the end of the night, we were all kind of like, you have to go give me your number. You have to, whatever. And she was like, okay. And I was like, fuck yeah, this is cool. This is happening. She went up and I think she basically was like, hey, you're really cool. Like, can I give you my number? And he was like, I have a girlfriend. I'm so sorry. You're really, really cool. Whatever. It was, you know, it's fine. That is very real. But I think the like, hey, you seem cool. Can I give you my number? Or like, like, I think the saying like, hey, can I give you my number kind of is a good model for like meeting in the wild because like if they're single and interested, they'll be like, yes, totally. Yeah. If they're not, like they'll let you know. And then even then, like you're putting the ball in their court. You're saying like, look, I'm expressing interest in this way. If you want to toss, like you're, you're putting yourself out there by saying like, hey, I'm open to this. Are you open to this? Mm-hmm. And like you're handing them the baton and then it's up to them to see if they pass it back, you know? Yeah. As a woman, I sort of love if you were super bold and you're just like, hey, can I get your number? Yeah. But then you have to also be the type of person who would follow up. And I have friends like that. Totally. Who are women and, you know, straight women who, you know, are in the same society I'm in, but I'm just not like that. So I like that. But I think it's actually more courteous because when guys back in the day, when people got drunk and asked for numbers at bars, I feel like no one's asked me out in a million years. But I I would appreciate that passing the baton. Yeah, like, totally. Hey, can I give you my number? There's some gender norms around that, but like, if a guy did that to me, guys listening, that's so yeah. fun. Hey, can I give you my number? Because it's like totally. Do you want to text me? Like, it's very nice. Well, it's also like the old school version of slipping someone their your number on a napkin, which like I feel like men and women do. Yeah, if like you, a man if you will have, slip a number. Yes, if you haven't had a conversation, like I'm still like, if there's a cute waiter and someone at the table I'm with is like he's cute, I'm like. Just Number. write it on the receipt. Yeah. Just literally be like, like guys, uh, can I put out a call? Listeners, will you please tell us your stories of asking someone out in the wild or getting asked out? Like, preferably in a not creepy way. Like, we're, I mean, we want to hear the yeah, creepy stories true. too. Like, tell us that. But like, in an <laughs> aspirational way of like, this is a smooth, okay, like, this is so random, but I was in the park a couple weeks ago. Just like, it was a Saturday afternoon. I was in the park with my dog, like reading a book on a blanket. Mm-hmm. And a guy came up to me and was chatting. He was f- fully there with his girlfriend. Like they were with like a group of people. He came over because he like wanted to pet the dog. Mm-hmm. We started chatting. It was like a with nice little dogs. conversation. It was fully a thing. Like I knew he, he had mentioned he was there with his girlfriend. Like it wasn't flirty at all. But I had this thought of like that would be a smooth – like that would have been a situation where if he was like, hey, like – can I give you my number? I would have been like, yeah. Like, yeah. He's a, he seems like a nice guy. Would I, I mean, I don't know. It, it wasn't like he was like a young. He was like a baby. It wasn't like I was into him. I was just thinking like this is a nice conversation with like a clean, single, straight man in the wild that I've had. And it's one of those things where you're like, oh, this could have been a 90s – like in Sex in the City, yeah. this is where they would get like exchange a number, you yeah. know? yeah. 
And I like the, like, spin out the problematic parts of sex and be like, do you want my number? Like, I like just, totally. like, flipping it on its, like, I like that men have gotten quieter about it. They're not just presumptuous. But yeah. then they're going on apps and being like, what the fuck? So, totally. Here's my dick. Yeah. But I do think if you have a crush on someone right now, male, female, your male, fe- whatever you identify as and whoever you're crushing on, if they have a dog and you encounter them and their dog, you have no fucking excuse. I guess this goes more for people you know, but, like, I'm thinking of someone in your building. It, well, that's trickier because if it doesn't go well, you see each other in the elevator. But you have no excuse not to try to, like, Well, here's the thing. Out. As a dog owner, I feel like it's a way that I know people in my building and on my block that I wouldn't otherwise know. Like, there's always people on my block I know because we walk our dogs at the same time. And, mm-hmm. like, some people, I don't even know their name, but we always chat. We always say hi. It happens in the building. Like, mm-hmm. it's a way – it's a conversation starter in a world where, like, we don't – by default, start a lot of conversations with each other. Yes, that's true. So get a dog. It is a lot of work. It is a big response. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> they do sometimes need expensive surgery that you have to put on your credit card. Woof. Another, if I had to rapid fire answer that, mine was going to be a lot worse, but I just want to throw it out there because I think it could go with the online stuff too. If you're at a bar having a conversation with someone about an activity or other bars or a con- like, I feel like there's a way to like feel out the asking out. It's like, we should go to... Lartuzzi sometimes just because that was on the mind. Um, No, like it's really unsmooth and I don't know how I'm – maybe this is actually better for the friend category to move us along. Yes. Like throwing out something that's like, "Mm, feeling it out. Yeah. Would you be into that? Okay, do it. Okay. Take us to number Uh, three. (laughs) So like this is coming to mind because last time we recorded in your house, Sarah, our dear friend, my boyfriend and my brother all went to the mini golf Drive range. Yes. And Chelsea Pierce. So you hit balls into the ether. There are no drinks there, which is like, you know, if you're not, it's a great non drinking first date, actually. Ooh, totally. Because they couldn't buy drinks. There are drinks around. It's a gym, which like makes sense that a gym doesn't sell alcohol, but but also you're like, so fun to just like drink. Totally. And we know we love drinking too much, but you know, great date for if you're not drinking, but also athletics. Okay. Very scattered, raining it in. I would be like, if that came up in a conversation with someone I was super crushing on at like a job, again, I'm ca- like job, apartment, all these things are complicated. Friend group, additionally complicated. But if you're drunk and something like that is coming up or a concert, like, oh shit. Like I've been at like quote unquote dinner parties because it's like MBA students having, like, yeah. they're, you know, we're just getting drunk together. Where like someone's like mentions a concert and then we also are talking about music, like being like, we should go to this together. Yeah. Not that I was thinking that because I'm... Yes. And you, you, then you put yourself in a situation where things can play out that way if they're meant to. It's the low risk. You're yes. just hedging a little. Totally. You're like... I don't know how I would actually say like, Liza, if I was asking you out, I'd be like, Liza. Like, I probably asked you to like do like producing with me or writing with me the first time like Kimmy, you asked me all been a long con <laughs> yeah. for you to date me guys i'm asking Liza right now <laughs> well, like something if we found we like flea yes. bag together and flea bag the live show like if you were talking to a totally. guy at the bar and then he was like we should go like even that we should go is like a great totally. tester and then like you can follow up because you're already texting. Here's my only thing about that yeah only because okay no, and this I is know. again the category that i'm bringing decades of literal experience. of experience yeah. yep. to as a fucking professional friend but I think it's really easy to do that a lot of times and get stu- so stuck in the friend zone 
because like it's hard to move if it's something that you guys would do as friends it's hard to move from friends to not friends yeah in that scenario terrible example with the golf and the play like no, these no, are no. not things. i think but i think the thing is is i think that's the first impulse of a lot of people and that was always my first impulse and that's why i got stuck in so many <laughs> holes but i'll tell you okay i'll tell you how my ex boyfriend my first ever serious boyfriend did this which I'm only reminded of because I posted about it in the secret Facebook group like a year ago and we saw it while we were looking at posts to talk about in this episode Mm -hmm. so we were in the same group of friends we were hanging out drinking together once or twice a week like we had gotten very comfortable I was friends with his sister my best friend from college was his friend from high school like like we were in the same social setting really often you were NBC friends completely yeah like and just like it was totally platonic. And he at one point, we were like out, you know, drinking for somebody's birthday. And he sat, he came over, like I was sitting, he came over near me and he kind of put his arm around my chair in a way that was not like threatening or weird. It was just very confident. Like it wasn't even really touching me, but kind of like an arm around me vibe and was like, so I've been thinking. And I was like, okay. <laughs> He's like, I think we should spend more time together. And I just was like, okay yeah and he was like great I was like okay and then we were hammered and I don't really remember how it evolved from that but basically like I think he texted me a couple days later and was like so like let me take you to dinner like it it was a little bit like it was he he has a lot of like kind of outward confidence Mm -hmm. but I just thought the model of like he made it a little bit intentional like he didn't say like something that could be interpreted as like I think he took one additional step towards making it seem like this isn't a friendship thing he like put his hand in the bath water to make sure it wasn't too hot totally and I like hadn't thought of him that way really and so when I was like oh okay like it was genuinely like I was surprised Mm -hmm. um but I liked him as a person and I was like oh like it was truly a thing I haven't thought about and then he said that and I was like yeah, like, I'm open to that, I guess. And then he, like, took me to dinner or something, you know? Like, it was very low-key. But I just remember always thinking that was smooth. It was, like, a smooth move. It wasn't like, oh, this guy's had a crush on Liza forever. Totally. And now he's finally asking her out. And we're in a friend group, so it's gonna... And you're still... You still have mutual friends. And, like, you're surviving. Totally. It's a great fucking war story. Totally. You know? Yeah. Not war stories. There were war stories, but we don't have to go to those. But... Yeah. Like, there there were probably moments that were very Yeah, tough. I mean, there were horrible yeah. moments about breaking up, and yeah. we had a lot yeah. of, like, we, you know, I cried outside of a lot of bars for those first couple yeah. of years. But, um, but I think that it was always, I always thought that was, like, a smooth model. And then I dated someone who I worked with, but I didn't know. I had worked with this guy and saw him around the building a lot, and uh, he eventually kind of came up to me and was like hi so like we had like been kind of smiling at each other he was like he came up to me he was like hi so I'm blah 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 like introduced me he's like what's your name but he said it as though like this was gonna happen we were gonna meet you know like it was very flirty and he was like great it's nice to meet you and then like like I think a couple times later he he you know we, he started saying hi in the hallway and then he goes like so when are we gonna hang out and it was just a very smooth it was another kind of smooth like confident just like this is probably a thing. Let's just, you know, like, it was always, I feel like confidence is key. Maybe that's it. Maybe, like, yeah. all the way back to the beginning of this conversation. And 
the things that women are told to do to be in a place where they can find love and sometimes, you know, speaking super stereotypically, men aren't told the same things. Maybe it's just like, I mean, I think it's probably these these stories are probably very different for that guy asking you out at work. He was probably sweating, but I do think well, also, there's something. I, think to- I should say 2019 wise, I'm sorry to interrupt. We didn't work in the same department. We had no over like, oh, like yeah. there wasn't any work creepiness. Like we worked at the same building in the same building for the same company, but like we interacted at work zero percent. You were like the same age. Like we're it the wasn't same age. I had no intimidation because he was not even remotely like he was a contractor, and I it was like a total. It was so different. It's such different worlds. I literally didn't know his first name. That's how little we worked together. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, and I feel like. But broadly, just, like, kind of adapting that, like, imagine if, whether you're a man or a woman, but your MO is usually, like, hey, I'm not going to just, like, go forward with my confidence. Like, I'm going to be a little more beat around the bush. Like, go default to these other people who have been forced to go forward with their confidence, whether it's, like, because I'm a man and society told me I have to ask people out or whatever it is. Like, default to that. Even if it's eating well, up inside. Like, it's like it's like with asking for things at work. Totally. I feel like it's like Networking. confidently offering up the ball to someone else. You know what I mean? It's like confidently extending a hand. It's not confidently grabbing something. Yeah. Like you extending. have to it's confidence in the approach. It's like, hey, I think you're cool. Like we should hang out one on one. If they say no, like, you know, like it's not in- intimidating, but I do think it's like a having a very cheesy moment where I'm like my biggest regret is, like, that I didn't do this more, whether it was around dating or, like, asking. Like, I can do it in an email or on a text, but, like, just in person because this is so dumb. But sometimes in class, I'm, like, afraid to raise my hand in, like, a really big lecture when I'm not sure of my point. I haven't, like, thought exactly how I'm going to say it. Every time I raise my hand, sometimes it goes well, sometimes it doesn't. I feel so good after Yeah, I just get it out. Totally. It's just doing it's it. It's such a dumb metaphor. I mean, same. I but- said at the beginning of this, like, I've never actually asked someone out. Like, Never. And that's crazy. This and I really wild. wish I had. Like, I wish now with the confidence I've gained over, like, years in therapy and seeing and e- doing this podcast, reflecting old, on also. other people and how they do things, like, it's a thing. And the same thing goes for, like, having the confidence to tell that person you, uh, this is a broad you, this is speaking to myself many years, like, are in a, th- a thing with for too long. Like, I really like you. Like, where, like, I, I know I've said this before to, sorry, now I'm out of my thing. I've said this before on the podcast, but just how much more satisfying and how much more time it saves you to just get the thing out. Totally. And, like, the emotional pain, the, the potential for pain is, like, you're, you're putting it up front. Rather than, it can feel less painful to spread something over many, many years in a thin layer, but I think it's actually less if you pack it into a little yeah 100 you know whatever even with something like asking out a stranger you meet at a bar totally like that paper or the napkin writing your name like your number on the receipt is so scary in the moment but like if you really thought that person was attractive you might think about it for the next hour or so or day but you still save yourself time if you just do it and then you're like it goes out of your, totally. your mind and you just wait to hear totally guys please will you all please send in your stories of asking people out being asked out like, send us your interesting stories. Like, I want to know how people turned your friendship or, like, acquaintanceship into 
romantic situations. I'm so curious and fascinated by this. So please send us in your like stories about this. And we'll, if we get some, some um, good ones, we'll read them on the pod. Yeah. And what works for you, like in terms of receiving and not like what works on the apps, what works within all three little categories. And I don't know, we've definitely, we can read more emails to this topic for sure. Because yeah, totally. It's the thing. Um, But in the meantime, Please, are we are we at the point? Are we going to do our? Do you have any thoughts? Do you have any closing thoughts? Oh, closing thoughts! I'd love to have some. I don't know. I think it. Thank you for being here. <laughs> yes, thank you for listening. I don't. I don't have anything. I think I don't have any concrete advice on how to ask someone out. It's almost like just do it. It's like fucking full Nike, but I never could. So just do it, but be nice to yourself and don't beat yourself up totally. if you can't do it. And, like, remember the stakes are ultimately low. Obviously, if you're asking out, you know, your best friend of 15 years who's your, who's your, you know, whatever. Yeah, closest friend. Like, like, don't th- turn to us for that advice. Yeah, no, like, we, we have no fucking idea. And <laughs> no one know. does. Um, or maybe they do, but we don't. Um, but, you know, remember in general the stakes are lower than they feel. Like, nothing that the other person said really reflects on you. Like, they don't know you. You know what I mean? Ultimately. Or if it's a friend... It's just not the right thing. And trust me, I've fucking been there. It sucks. I don't mean to like downplay it. But no, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, thank you all for listening. Thank you for bearing with us as we keep our months of transitioning going. Um, we'll have fun new guests for you next week and fun new daters uh, down, coming down the pipeline. Jesus, yeah. gross. And, and we, we love you and thank you for following us. Totally. Follow us on Instagram at 51firstdatespod. Email us all of the stuff that I just asked you to email us, plus your worst first date stories at 51firstdatespod at gmail.com. And send them in if they're especially, especially juicy because – and, like, write them up, like, in, like, a couple – the paragraph max, right? Yes. Like, nothing that would be more good. than three minutes because we're doing a cool thing – we can't tell you about it yet, but it's going to be really cool. And it should be a thing. It'll be a, a small thing, and then we'll see if it's a bigger thing. But we need – it. this idea relies on worst first dates. And we've had great ones, but we're, like, looking for, like, recent – like, we just need the juiciest Especially if they're app-focused. Yes. That's they're, very important. Or if they involve technology at yes. all. Um so but yes. send us those and also please do rate subscribe review those ratings really really help us they they mean a lot to us a we love reading them and they make us feel very warm and fuzzy but also they really help us when we're approaching new guests when we're approaching new daters like those numbers really really matter to people yeah. who check out our stuff um, and we pay attention like i saw a revised review and we put a survey out in the group to be like cool yeah things the format has changed what do you guys want like a review yes. just like so sweet still but being like here's what i would like more of and then we got the sweetest review of our uh, in a long time this week and it was so sweet and the like truly uh, makes us understand because hey this isn't a giant money-making machine we're not those big guys but we love doing this and it's only because of you all so like everything you do back to support us means the world and like instagram story posts have been amazing and it was really weird to like read the screenshot and put it but it helps us people start to get curious and um yeah join our secret facebook group where everyone is nice and cool and it's a it's a genuine like good place on the internet um and uh you can do that by going to facebook and typing in five one first dates podcast secret or something and it will pop up someone will approve you blah 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 you've heard it all before 
Anyway, we us. love you so much. We love you. And go on a date. Go on a date.